It's Kato Kato. She has a fluffy face. Oh, she lives here with us in the Pablito. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by Jared. Hi. Kato is just randomly barking in the kitchen. She wants more snacks. Uh, those fish snacks are well scented and delish, apparently. <laughs> I can smell them over here, so I guess yes. Uh, so we have some fancy new podcast equipment. We've got like these bendy mic stands and place of the cookbooks that we had on the table. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I vowed not to talk about the equipment today because I figured I was doing it too much anyway. So I'm not going to. Okay, that's fine. I'll talk but about it. But I know it's just a complex ploy of yours to try to get me closer to the mic yeah. by jamming it in my face. You still need to be closer to the mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> You should feel your warm breath reflecting back to you from the P screen. That sounds totally unpleasant. I mean, it's the reality of broadcast life, Jardad. Borderline unsanitary. <laughs> um, okay, the cocktail of the week this week is the cocktail that we had last night, which is the rash decision. <laughs> it is a quarantini so from bad. This Podcast Will Kill You, one of our favorite podcasts. Uh, it's from their measles episode. So that's why it's called the rash decision. It's, it's the concept is not actually very nice. <laughs> it's uh, tequila, lime juice, ginger liqueur, and grenadine, plus a couple cherries to kind of look like the rashes that you get. So it's sort of pink. You top it with ginger ale. So it's kind of a variation on the Moscow Mule. It was delish. Yeah, the measles rash apparently looks kind of like you're pouring like red liquid over some kid's head like it starts it starts at the top of your head and goes down goes down it's a nice ombre effect so if you poured the rash decision which is pinkish over your head i think it would have that effect yeah or you could just not get the measles because it's totally possible these days to not get the measles just go get your goddamn vaccines everybody here's a little known fact about the measles unless you've listened to this podcast i tell you (laughs) Or maybe even this podcast, but... Have I mentioned it on this podcast? It's worth repeating if you have. If you get the measles, you don't just... It's not like the chicken pox. You get the chicken pox, and then you get over the chicken pox, and then you're done, and you won't get the chicken pox you're again. You're immune. You, yeah, you're immune to the chicken pox after you get them. You get measles, and then you get over the measles. Hopefully, you don't die from the measles. But the measles wipes out all of your immune system memory. So that stuff that you were immune to because you'd had it before, even if it's like a common cold from one year, if it's chicken pox, like all that memory gets erased and you're susceptible to that again. It also suppresses your immune system. So you're more likely to catch whatever it is that you're exposed to. But stuff that you have developed immunity against, you're not immune against anymore for years your immune system is screwed up like this. So they, and I had known this, I must've talked about this on the podcast, that like if you got the measles, once they started giving the measles vaccine, they saw um, morbidity and mortality from all these other diseases also going down, but measles didn't like protect you from getting any of those diseases. And so it's weird, like, okay, so people aren't getting measles, mumps and rubella because that's the MMR vaccine. But then they're also not getting all this other, like all of that has also dropped off among people who've got the vaccine. And it's because if you don't get measles, then your immune system keeps working. And if you do get measles, you forget all the stuff that you've developed immunity to and you can get it again. So if you get measles, 
you may be like, oh, I made it past the measles, but then you get like some pneumonia or some nasty strain of TB or something that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten. Or just all those colds that you're like, the flu that you're immune to, because it's like, oh, I had this flu last year. Yeah. Not anymore. Chicken box, not anymore. You can get all those diseases again. The plague. Yeah, this is one of those unfortunate things that like I mentioned as a scientific fact, because it is one on my professional Twitter account, and then all these anti-vaxxers jumped on me. But fortunately, all these physicians jumped on and explained in great scientific depth how it actually works that way, um, which was pretty interesting. And it's a total triple whammy, I guess. Big measles, triple whammy. Get your goddamn vaccines, everybody. Have I not talked about having whooping cough? I got whooping cough uh, because my vaccine wore off. You have to get that one. That's your tetanus and your whooping cough and your diphtheria which you don't want to get, which we've talked about before. Uh, diphtheria grows freaking like leathery stuff in your throat and you suffocate to death. Slowly. Like get your Tdap vaccine if you haven't had one in the last 10 years so you don't get whooping cough like I did. I coughed so hard that I broke two ribs. I didn't sleep for three months. Everything in my life basically <laughs> fell apart that required me being able to focus on it. I coughed. I would time it. How long can I go without involuntarily coughing? And it was 14 seconds. It was miserable. Get your vaccines. Don't be stupid. Get your vaccines. If you're like, oh, I'm a little bit scared to get the vaccine, send me a DM and I will non-judgmentally talk to you about it until we all agree that you need to go get your vaccines. Until you're so much more scared to not get a vaccine than to get one. Because there's nothing scary about getting vaccines. Just get the vaccines. There's something scary about getting these deadly, deadly diseases. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's our, uh, our drink of the week. If you Google Quarantini and Rash Decision, you will find the This Podcast Will Kill You link. They also do a placebo Rita, which is their non-alcoholic version, which is basically ginger beer and lime juice and grenadine, which also would be delish if you're not drinking. Also rabies. There's no cure. Oh, don't get rabies. No, no cure. Don't get that. Stay away from all things rabid. I think, what is it? Every one, every person who's ever had rabies has died except for one person. One person didn't die from rabies. So like, she's like the miracle person. Yeah. Don't, don't try to be that person. You are not going to be that person. You're going to die if you get rabies. Mm -hmm. Get your dogs vaccinated too. All of our dogs vaccinated. All of our humans vaccinated. You don't want your dogs to die of rabies. No, it's terrible. Oh. Go read Cujo and then be like, oh yeah, well, vaccines, yeah, it's not that important. Yeah. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> Not aimed at most of our gentle listeners. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so that's the drink of the week. Yep. Let's do some dog updates. Yep. We'll do the easy one first with Queso. Uh, Queso had her tooth pulled last week. It was shattered, wasn't it? Shattered? Broke. It had a fracture. Yeah. And then there was uh, problems like into the root. It had probably been fractured for a long time because she used to eat a bunch of rocks. But we hadn't noticed. Because she lived outside and didn't have toys. Nope. Or love or anything. No. So you eat rocks. That happens. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, they pulled her tooth. They also removed a few, like, random growths and stuff. A couple things on her neck that were itchy. And uh, she had this, like, giant skin tag, like, the size of a dime, like, just hanging off her elbow. They cut that off. Um, and they removed her bad tooth. So her face has been puffy for a few days. But uh, she's pretty much back to normal now. Seems she looked, happy. She looked a little bit, but much less violent. Like that dog who fought off that snake. <laughs> <laughs> she was like a low-key version of that dog. Oh, he's a hero. Mm-hmm. 
but also real swollen. Sorry about that. Bring in the new equipment. Sorry, I'm I'm a professional. I'm a professional. You know, we used to just have a cell phone. It was fine. You know, this sounds way better as long as you keep your face close to the mic, dear dad. <laughs> All right. So uh, the more complicated medical update is Riley. Mm. So we're recording on Monday, and uh, we had taken Riley in a couple weeks ago to get his tooth pulled, and they did standard blood work, as we've talked about, and they found out that his kidneys had a bunch of problems. And so they said, well, you know, let's put him on this special kidney diet and we'll do that for a couple weeks and then bring him back in. We'll redo the blood tests. And so I basically just scheduled him to have the tooth pulled again. They're going to do the blood tests in the morning (laughs) and assuming that the blood tests were fine, then they could go ahead and pull the tooth. Um, So I dropped him off this morning and I was home for like half an hour and the vet called and was like, yeah, uh, the two values that were really high last time. They've come down like one point each, which is not a lot. And the one like really reliable indicator, the normal range goes up to 15. And if you're in the range of like 15 to 19, that's where you're like, all right, you're going to do a urinalysis and you're going to put them on this special diet and you're going to monitor it for a couple weeks. It was 19 last time. So it was the top of that range. And so we did those things. And today it was 30 which is like super high. So it went up a ton in the last two weeks, um, which indicates that there's some really active kidney disease going on. We don't know what it is. So they did not pull his tooth um, because it's dangerous to give them anesthetic when they're having kidney problems. And uh, so they did a, a like more advanced urine test and they're waiting for the results on that. So looks like we're going to have to go see an internist. We're going to see the same internist that was working with Schmieg for all of her time with her aortic thromboembolism. She was great. Um, And who knows, probably going to have to get an ultrasound and maybe a biopsy. We don't really know what's going on, but uh, his kidneys are definitely not working despite him being on kidney diet. We tried like the commercial food. He kind of wasn't eating it. And so then I started cooking for him and you have to get like special supplements to make sure that they get all their vitamins and that was just like a huge project. I'm happy to cook for him, but it was a huge project and he didn't really like the food. And then I'm like, oh man, we're going to be gone for like six days coming up this week. The dog sitters are going to be here. They can't be like cooking rice and like measuring out chunks of chicken. And then there's like two different supplements. I mean, they would do it, but it's a lot of work. And so I was like, let's try and back on the commercial food again. So we have canned commercial kidney food and dry commercial kidney food which he seems to mostly be eating so we're back on that but it's not actually helping all that much jasmine really liked the kidney food she's still like she they eat together like in the little office space that's walled off from the rest of the dogs so they both get distracted and i sit between them so like riley says to my left jasmine to the right and they eat their food, and Jasmine, like, sneaks behind me and tries to muscle in towards Riley to get his kidney food. She loves it. Most dogs won't eat it, but Jasmine thinks it is just, like, the it's most like delicious thing. fish oil in it. I mean, it's just kind of gross oh, for, it smells you, bad. for humans, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Jasmine, go, go for it. Yep. So uh, I let her finish off whatever he doesn't eat, and it seems to make her happy. Well. Yeah. Other than that, Hops... Bink, Jasmine, all doing normal. With their little quirks and idiosyncrasies. <laughs> as normal as they can be. Yep. Yep. 
Um, yeah, so that's the dog update. Human update is we're recording today because we're leaving on Wednesday to go to the Keys for me to run my race next this coming weekend, my 100 milers. 100 miles. Oh, my God. It's going to be so far. It's going to hurt so bad. I don't know. Not it's 100 gonna, minutes. 100 miles. 100 miles. It's probably going to take me 30 to... The time limit is 32 hours. I'm guessing it will take me close to 32 hours to finish. You'll start on Saturday morning and you'll be done like Sunday brunch time. No, Sunday at like 2 p.m. is the uh, is the end. Yeah, it's all day. Oh, because it's not that early on Saturday. Yeah. I start at like 6.40 a.m. on Saturday. That's pretty early. And then I think I have until 2 p.m. on Sunday. I Oof. think that's the math. Yeah, it's going to be a long time. Um, and the dogs aren't coming because we're just kind of going down for that week or, you know, whatever part of a week and uh so yeah that'll be a thing uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yep. i have a gps tracker that i think is the sort of thing designed for like private investigators to use to track people or like spouses to track their partner's car magnetized to a car yeah, yeah you can magnet attach it to a car cool. um i'm just gonna carry it in my backpack and it has uh it has a thing where I can like share the tracking map with anyone who wants to see it. There will be a link. So I'm going to, I'm mostly going to be like tweeting from my running account, Jen runs with dogs, but, um, on the morning of the race, I'll post a cross link to the golden ratio page. So anyone who wants to check in on me will have a link and you can follow me on a map. Oof. It's going to be real slow though. It's not going to be exciting. It's going to be Jen is moving at four miles an hour. Oof. Uh, but yeah, so that's our weekend plan. That's the human plan. Jared had played soccer last weekend. Hurt himself. Getting All his parts hurt. Too old. I think you just play really hard. Too old. So that's the human update. No. Humans um, are humans. Humans are doing their things. If I, if Riley were a human, I'd totally give him a kidney. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I have two. He, he has maybe not... Maybe One. none that are actually working. Maybe none, none working. Mine seem to work fine. So we have uh, a few conch life stories from this week. Yeah. So one, just really quickly, that we're not going to go into the details of. There has been like an ongoing story for the last week of these two guys. One of them is 20 and one's 24, who got arrested for rape because they had sex with these 15 and 16 year old girls. And the only reason that that story is like particularly of interest to us is that what seemed to have happened is they met these girls, these 15 and 16 year old girls, and they took them to the Sugarloaf Jumping Bridge, which is right by our house, which we oh, have both jumped no. off of. It is a bridge that used to, so the single road that used to go through the Keys, um, the route of that has changed. And so it used to go kind of on the Atlantic side of our house, and now it goes on the Gulf side of our house. So the road that used to run on the Atlantic side is mostly closed off. You can't drive on it. There's no traffic. It's largely abandoned and crumbling. Somewhat overgrown. Yeah. Um, but there's a bridge there that goes over a canal, and that is fairly well maintained. And even though there were big signs that say no jumping off the bridge, people go to the bridge and jump off it. And it's like... It's known as the jumping bridge. It's, it's the Sugarloaf Jumping Bridge. Like if you Google Sugarloaf Jumping Bridge, it will show it to you on a map. Yeah. That's near our house. And uh, so people jump off it all the time. But people also kind of go hang out there on the sides of the canal and uh, especially like on weekends and holidays. So I guess these two dudes, 20 and 24, met these 15 and 16 year olds. And I think basically were like, 
we'll buy you booze and probably pot and we'll go hang out at the jumping bridge. And they did. And then somehow they ended back on Stock Island at some hotel where each of the guys had sex with one of the girls. And so they both got arrested this week. Oh, we good. So good job, Monroe County Sheriff. Um, other than that, so we've got two more dynamic stories. I have one from today. Some 70-year-old woman was snorkeling and went back on the boat and then died. She did. She died. Yeah. No good reason why, actually. No, she was just... She wasn't underwater when she didn't drown. No, no, it sounds just like it was some kind of... She had some problem that some. manifested. Yeah. Yeah. The bends. Maybe she had the bends. I don't, I don't think you can get the bends from snorkeling. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not an expert on this, but... <sighs> Fine. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay, so uh, we've got two stories. One of them is actually from a couple months ago, and I don't know how we missed it when we were doing our podcast then. Um, but this is St. Louis man arrested in Florida Keys after golf cart chase. <laughs> That's very key. Yeah. A lot of people drive around golf carts in like neighborhoods or subdivisions or, you know, up on the side of Route 1, I guess, from uh, their mobile home, you know, trailer park to the little 7-Elevens and stuff. People wear, like do the golf carts. So let me read you the opening of this story, which is not from Conk Life. Um, this is from Cox Media Group National Content Desk. The opening paragraph by Bob D'Angelo says, A Missouri man led security officers on a chase while driving a golf cart at a Florida Keys resort on Monday, then growled like a dog and rubbed his face in broken glass while he fought with authorities. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. So this... What drug is this? I know. I mean, that's exactly the point <laughs> of that story. Dude was clearly on something. Yeah. Um, so the dude was 32 years old. He was from St. Louis, and he was at this resort called Ocean Reef Club, where I have been. This is where you met me that one time when I did that talk, and then you picked me up in Key Largo, and then we drove down. That's a fancy resort. Super fancy resort. Yeah, so you, like, go uh, into Key Largo, and then you go, like, off on the side road for a while, and then end up on this kind of separate island. You go over a little bridge, and uh, it's the Ocean Reef Club. Some people live there, and then there's, like kind of vacation townhouses and stuff and then there's a little lodge and i've been there like i did a speaking event there there's an airport private airport so if you have a private jet you can fly it directly to the ocean reef club and land it there Uh, the people i was speaking to were like they really don't accept enough private jets a day because i think they allow you know they don't want like jets zooming in and out all day and so they only allow whatever like four or five and they have to get an exception for this they make my pilot wait i'm very fancy talking this it was super nice though if you're looking for a nice place to stay in key largo i don't know what it costs because i didn't pay for it um but it was good uh the room service was phenomenal the room was beautiful uh, it was really, really nice. Um, but there, there's no cars, I don't think, on most of that property. So there are people who live there that have, like, houses there, and they have golf carts, and the golf carts are, like, decked out. So you can have, like, a Hummer golf yeah. cart or, like, Rolls a Cadillac. Royce. Yeah, Rolls Royce. They're all – it's hilarious. I went for a long run, and I was like, oh, look at all these crazy golf carts. Uh, so this dude – uh, according to the sheriff's support, he was passed out in a red golf cart at 5 a.m. on Monday. And so one of the security guards, like, woke him up 
and uh, tried to get him out of it and he was zooming like back and forth like <laughs> weaving all over the road in his little golf court like trying to flee he quote made an obscene gesture with his hand and yelled obscenities <laughs> before he got to his mom's house his mom is 63. Mom's <laughs> she lives there and he barricaded himself in his mom's house oh, no. the cops smashed out a window of the house trying to get in so i think there was like glass panes in the front door so they kind of broke one of them out so they could reach in and open the door and then the dude's like no you can't open the door and he's like holding it closed while the cops are like (laughs) reaching through on the other side uh and then he growled like a dog and he rubbed his face in the broken glass on the floor from where they smashed the window out uh fought with the cops and uh stop resisting i'm sure they yelled that at him because he did get charged with resisting arrest among other things uh they took him to the hospital he claimed he had a dislocated shoulder. He certainly had glass on his face, but the doctors cleared him, and then he was taken to jail. So this was a couple months ago, but it was such a good story that I there, had to share he, that there, one. What was that drug that made you eat people's faces? I mean, he's probably on Bath some, salts. <laughs> he's probably on that. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, but this other one is just from today. Guy DeBoer, our favorite. Best author in the case. Life. Good yeah. job, Guy. Still doing good work. A yep, yep. Uh, 44-year-old marathon man. <laughs> man from marathon. Marathon man. Um, so he got released from the Florida Department of Corrections on May 6th. We're recording on May 13th. Uh-huh. He got released on May 6th, three days later, back in jail. <laughs> uh, he had had a parole warrant issued for him. and I guess he didn't check in with his parole officer. And uh, and so people were looking for him. He had been charged with resisting arrest without violence and possession of drug paraphernalia. They found a crack pipe on him. And so anyway, one of these cops were there was a warrant warrant out for his arrest. And so they spotted him, I think, on Stock Island, maybe on Marathon. Anyway, they spotted him like in a park. There were kids playing in the park and they're like, oh, it's the guy. The cops, oh, the guy. So the cops, like, call for backup, and they're, they position themselves, like, between the guy and the kids, right? So they don't have to, very like, chase dramatic. them. It's very dramatic. And they're like, all right, man, we got to, you know, you got to turn yourself in. And he's like, no, man, I can't go back to jail. <laughs> and they're like, there's a warrant out. You got to come back to jail. He's like, I can't go back to jail. And they're like, I'm going to tase you, bro. You got to come back to jail. I'm don't, not going back to jail. Don't tase me, bro. So they pulled out their taser, registered trademark. <laughs> There's, it's in the article. Great. The little R in the circle. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he didn't care. And so the cop eventually, uh, the dude starts like reaching into his pocket. So the cop thinks he's going to pull out a gun. So the cop has the taser in his left hand and then pulls out his service gun in his right hand because uh, he's afraid the guy's going to pull a gun out. But the guy doesn't pull a gun out. So he tases the guy. Tasers, registered trademark. The dude does not affect the dude at all. Nice. He just keeps running even though he's been tased. He built up a resistance to tasers while in jail. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing you can do, like poison and tasing. Yeah. Have you ever been tased? Nope. I have been tased. Hmm. It was not that bad. You ever been tear gassed? I have not. Have you been tear gassed? Yeah, but we had gas masks on, so we were testing our gas well, masks. Well, I mean, that's something, but yeah, it's not yeah. the same. Yeah. I got tased. I was doing a, an exercise at Aberdeen Proving Ground, oh, which yeah. is a military facility. And uh, I was working with these researchers, and they had built this kind of, uh, it's called a cave, but it basically is like a, 
360 degree surround video game video game so it's like from the floor to the ceiling all the way around you are screens and so you have a 360 degree view so it's kind of like virtual reality but you don't have to wear the headset you're just kind of in the space it's like a shooter exercise mm-hmm. and uh and so they had built this for to train soldiers right so there's like like a baghdad urban environment there's afghan mountain environments and uh you have a gun and they're like actual military weapons and if you fire the gun it has like a carbon dioxide clip in it so if you shoot it you get the same kind of recoil that's cool as if you shoot it and uh and then there's a simulation that you run through and there's people that pop up and some of them are civilians and some of them are shooting at you and you've got to not shoot civilians and shoot the bad guys who are going to shoot you and what they found when they were testing this simulation is that you can get shot in the game and they'll sort of like flash a light when you get shot but it didn't really freak people out that they're getting shot in this video game because it's like all right the light flashes like you don't want to get shot but you don't react in the same way as like if you're actually getting shot and everyone's used to video games where you have like three lives yeah so what they did is that they built this belt that you can wear and the belt has two tasers built into it so and they're synced to the game so if you get shot in the game the belt tases you (laughs) so there's a very strong physical response Mm. to being shot in the game and they're like who wants to try it and i was like i 100 (laughs) percent want to try this uh so i go in there and i'm in like you know dress and heels and i've got you know military rifle cool and oh it was super cool and uh jaredad knows I'm very good with a gun. I'm an excellent shot. I'm well-trained. I've spent a lot of time on the range, like with my military and law enforcement friends. Yep. Um, all, all the range dudes try to recruit me to come in where they're like, we need more women like coming <laughs> in here doing this. So uh, I have a lot of experience and training with guns and uh, I know what I'm doing. So they put me in there with this lady who... I don't think she knew which end was the front oh, of no. the gun that they take, gave you're her. You're going to take friendly fire, man. She's my partner and just uh, no, absolutely no idea what she was doing. I don't I don't think she knew what the trigger was. And so we're in like this simulation, right? And I'm like doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, not that I'm a soldier, but like I know how to like assess threats that are coming at you and like shoot the bad guys and not the good guys and right. uh and aim at the right people and like keep aware of your surroundings and she has no idea right like they've they've got like an urban room clearing kind of challenge where people would like jump out of doors right yeah, and some yeah. will jump out with their hands up and some oh, will jump out with, with their hands up and then they'll pull a gun out right so you've Jeez. got to really pay attention and she just looks at the dude who's right in front of her even though there's doors all around you yeah and uh so of course some guy comes out on her side that she's supposed to be covering and shoots me and uh, uh so then i get tased from the belt double tased at the same time you. You, your teammate just dropped the ball worst teammate ever you should uh, have tased her <laughs> <laughs> yeah she wouldn't wear the belts i was the only oh. one who was oh, like i'll wear the taser no she just wore the gun you know had the gun and like was doing the simulation i was the only one with the belt on because everyone else was afraid to get tased um so yeah i got double tased on the tum 
And uh, yeah, it, it was relatively painful. I had some big welts, big welts on either side of my tongue from getting tased, but it was super cool. <laughs> I mean, the whole experience was pretty cool. Uh, I th- I don't know. I th- I think if I felt my like my life depended on it, like if there was some like serial killer who had abducted me and he was tasing me while I was trying to escape, I feel like I maybe could escape the taser. I feel like I maybe could keep going. Yeah, I don't know. But it's a whole level of toughness to withstand a cop. And I suspect this taser that I was using was not tuned to the same level as like a taser that the cop uses. Um, so anyway, our cops, dude here. Cops have those little things that stick in your skin too. Yeah, those little, This these did have little prongs, but they weren't like skin penetrating. So they pushed hard on your skin, but they, they didn't like hook into you like the cop ones Sounds did. like an invisible fence dog collar kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I've never used one of those on my dogs or myself, so I don't know. I've never put it around my neck, but I have it, like, on my wrist. It's like a little zappy. Yeah. This got real zappy, the taser that mm-hmm. I used. So anyway, Marathon Man ran away and... Uh, While being tased. And then got tased and uh, and didn't really respond. And the cop was like, I'm going to tase you again if you don't stop. And then a bunch of other cops showed up, and eventually they caught the guy. More they tasers. They took him into custody. You probably, probably look like a porcupine with like strings hanging off oh it does say that he was high in crack cocaine which may explain why he was able to not be phased by the tase if you were on crack while you did that shooter simulation you would have been like i'm fine (laughs) i would have been like i don't care i've never i don't care why is this all so slow (laughs) so anyway he was taken back to jail no bail he's stuck back in there you know, it's, it's a bad sign. Why would you bail him out again? He, he already said he's not going back to jail. Yeah, well, and I think if it if he was, like, on parole yeah. and then gets a parole warrant because whatever, he's not checking in with his parole officer, I think you don't get the answer, bail. The answer <laughs> should not be more parole. I think you're just back in jail yeah, at I think that that's, point. That no seems, bail. You're back in jail. That seems fair. Yeah. Uh, so those are our conclave stories. Those are pretty good. You have a German word of the week for us? Something about Speichelecker. Speicher, like a, like a liquor of spikes? Liquor of spittle. What does that mean? Brown noser. <laughs> I think it's like you're licking someone else's spittle. I'm not exactly sure what the picture is here, but it's it's a bad... It's like a bad. someone who sucks up to somebody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Speicher yeah. lecker. It's an insult, I assume. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Audible is our sponsor audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio i actually got a new audible book today cool. i'm uh the new cormorant strike book so this is jk rowling's series where she writes under a pseudonym she writes these like detective novels uh which have absolutely nothing in common with harry potter but cormorant strike is like the main detective character in them and uh i was i am not a harry potter fan like i it wasn't nope wasn't a thing when I was a kid. I was in college when it came out. I you think maybe that I was in high kid. school. I wouldn't have liked it anyway. I don't like anything with wizards and magic and dragons. Not that are there dragons in Harry Potter? Are there? Yep. I don't think oh, okay. If it's got a dragon or a sword or a wizard, it's not my thing. You anyway. name it, it's in there. Uh so I don't think I would have liked it anyway, but also just like it wasn't a part of my childhood and uh and once I got past like eighth grade I absolutely was not reading anything written for kids. Like, I've got no patience for, like, young adult novels. Like, I'm glad they exist, but I don't want to read them. And I haven't wanted to read them since I was in middle school, at which point I was reading way above a 
young adult novel level. So uh, I think J.K. Rowling is awesome, but I am not a Harry Potter fan. And I love mysteries. And so I had read good things about her. Robert Galbraith, I think, is her pen name Mm. for these. And uh, she had originally submitted them. Nobody knew that Robert Galbraith was her. She just like submitted them to a publisher and got a sort of lukewarm response. Like I think someone was going to publish them and then somebody leaked it that it was her. And then of course everybody wanted to publish them, but they're great. They're really fun. That's good. Interesting detective novels that I like. Um, And so I had read the first three and, and then was like waiting and waiting because she's writing a whole bunch of other stuff, (laughs) you know, as JK Rowling and fanfic about, Harry Potter, but anyway. Yeah. So uh, so today I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a new one. Like, it's been a while since I checked. And it turns out one came out last fall. Um, so I downloaded that, which is on the list of books I'm going to listen to when I'm doing the 100 miler this weekend. I have Blair Braverman's book, Welcome to the Goddamn Ice Cube, but oh. it's like nine hours. I'm going to be running for 30 <laughs> hours. So I need Multiple. at least one more book <laughs> multiple books yeah um and those sorts of like detective novels like those sorts of mysteries are great books for running because there's like it's plot and you just follow the story and there's you know you don't have to follow like all these deep subtleties of theme and whatever like there's just a good story there so i got that one today on audible so nice. you too can get blair braverman's book welcome to the goddamn ice cube about sled dogs or jk rowling any of her books and if you look up Cormoran Strike or Robert Galbraith, you can listen to these books. Cool. AudibleTrial.com slash The Golden Ratio. You get a free book. You support the podcast and all the crazy stuff that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Not that crazy. Not too crazy. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts before we sign off for this week? No. Thanks we, for listening. Yeah, we may have a special episode after the Keys race. It may actually become our episode for the following week. Um, It'll just be your mom groaning softly i'll be like oh god 20 minutes for that (laughs) um but we're not bringing the fancy podcast equipment down so if the next episode has poorer audio quality it's because we're going to record on my phone in the keys it's going to be excellent uh there there should at least be good painful stories or just gr mom moaning in agony for (laughs) 20 minutes uh there'll be something next week yeah Um, like condensed one mile equals one minute that would be a really long podcast. Oh my goodness, even that would be a long podcast. It'd be like an hour and 40 minutes. We're not going to do that. Forget it. It's just too far. You're running too far. It's so far. Son of a gun. Um, so yeah, that's preview of next week. We're probably going to talk about She'll that. We'll be spending a lot of time on the side of the road. Yep. All right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Keep your hands to yourself. Chomp. Indeed. Bye. Bye. Bye.